What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, December 15th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 285. Uh, how is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a nice time in between shows. Um, doing this one, yeah, pretty much on time. Uh, you know, it was going to be really, really late last night, and you wouldn't have got all of me. You know, I want to give you all of me, everybody, you know? I got home from the city. I've been doing spots in the city every night this week so far, and um, it sucks, dude, because I'm just getting home late, and I'm trying to sleep, and the kids are up. Um, The funniest thing about it is, you know, the way dogs like a routine. I'm fucking, like, I have a wild fucking dog that you guys know about. He likes to run. He likes to go out, but dogs like a routine, so this week... I've been doing shows in the city every night, and I've been getting home late. I've been getting home like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning just because of my drive into Manhattan and the time I'm going on stage. So I've been like napping during the day a little bit, and my dog is napping with me. But now that it happened a couple of days in a row, I think I could get this guy to sleep every every day instead of walk, which is uh, fucking hilarious that this wild animal's like, no, I like this. Let's do this every day. Let's, let's take a nap. Um... But I have a great show for you guys today. It is fucking freezing out in New York. Uh, I don't know how cold it is where you are, but I think today it's about 23 degrees. uh, Windy, little snow here and there, fighting off. A cold is going to come. I could feel it, but I'm I'm like hanging on. I'm taking vitamins, and I think that's why I haven't fully gotten like the... That's what you got to do, man. As soon as you feel that cold coming on, you got to throw down some, you know, uh, vitamin C vitamin D, all the shit, I just start taking multivitamins, um, and all that, but I I feel, I'm either gonna get really fucking sick, or, um, I'm gonna get rest and take care of myself, but I don't think that the latter's gonna happen, because I'm going to the Giants-Lions game on Sunday, and it's supposed to be freezing cold, windy, and maybe rainy, so, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be fucked up at the beginning of next week. Um, speaking of the Giants game, how about, uh, how about those New York football Giants, everybody beating those Cowboys? That was unbelievable. I'm going to talk about that. Um, talk about, uh, some shows that are, are coming up, what's going on. Um, and, um, of course my unacceptable, your guys unacceptable. So you got a full TVE coming up, uh, episode 285. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be, in your home office, in your cubicle at work, in your car, on the treadmill, and uh, get ready for TVE 285. But first, of course, everybody, before I get started, I got to shout out to the sponsors of my show. The Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog and City Living Dog Services trainer, Coach Mike, uh, who recently was here with uh, our boy Lloydie. Uh, and I can tell you right now, Lloyd is a better dog, a better behaved dog, and easier to deal with, uh, especially on the walk. And um, just, you know, having a little more respect in the house. I'm going to have Coach Mike come back, but um, he's just uh, a great trainer. You could see all of Coach Mike's work on his YouTube page, on his Instagram, on his Facebook, on his Twitter, and go to citylivingdog.com. Uh, he does amazing, amazing videos. He does uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook Live uh, people who've listened to my show can reach out to him, um, you know, and um, tell him that I sent you, you know, and even if you're far away and you have a question, he's a great guy, a great guy, he'll answer it, and, um, you know, he's a show, uh, he's a guy, I'm, I'm sorry, he's a guy that um, 
everybody who listens to this show should uh, should talk about, and everybody in the uh, country should know this guy. So check out City Living Dog Services and Coach Mike, who uh, who is just a, a great dog trainer. So please check that out. Also, Drink More Good for delicious substitute for your soda. Go to drinkmoregood.com. Drink More Good is handcrafted and organic syrups that you put in your seltzer to create, you know, just a healthier version of a soda. You go as strong as you want, as light as you want. They have amazing flavors like uh, ginger ale. They have citruses, all kinds of um, delicious, refreshing drinks. You can use their, um, you can use these syrups and read about it too because it's awesome how natural it is. There's nothing artificial. There's none of that bullshit like, you know, the, what is it, what do they call the glucose or whatever the fuck that, they don't have any of the bad, um, I like how I'm cursing during the year. Yeah, they don't have any of that fucking shit over there. You know what I mean? You don't put that bullshit in there that turns you into a fat fuck when you do this shit. This stuff is pure. Alright? Real fucking natural over here. No, but seriously, these guys, um, these guys have a great product. They have an office in uh, Beacon, New York, but you can go to Drink More Good, um, drinkmoregood.com they also uh, their syrups are also amazing for marinades with cooking and baking you can also um, use them for cocktails so there you go you could drink a regular refreshing drink you could have an alcoholic adult beverage with it you can cook with it Um, they help with generosity.org they help fill water wells in Ghana and Uganda and you know all over the place so these are good guys making um, you know making really uh, good good uh Good product there with the, um, you know, organic syrups for your seltzer. So check that out at drinkmoregood.com. And, of course, everybody, All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite podcast. And in my opinion, I'm not even just saying this. I'm not saying this because this is where, you know, this is who carries the Verzi effect. Um, All Things Comedy, in my opinion, has the best podcasts or, or some of the best podcasts out there. Riotcast as well. Um, those are the two that I think you could really like, depending on what you like, you know, but you should go and check it out and, uh, check out all the podcasts that all things comedy, you know, has on there. You can also, um, check out the albums that all things comedy uh, has. They put out amazing comedy albums. Um, yours truly's was on there. Uh, number one on iTunes, number four on billboard. Uh, don't ever forget that. And uh, that's it. So go to allthingscomedy.com. Now, um, while I've been running around New York City doing shows all week in the freezing cold, probably getting myself really sick, while that's been happening, um, I've been having so much fun, man, just working on the material, and I'm really excited. Um, I'm probably going to make an announcement in the next week or two on the show of where and when I am shooting my um, hour special. We're in negotiations with things right now. We're talking to, you know, we're figuring out what to do with networks. We're figuring out, you know, all kinds of, all the stuff that I don't really deal with. Um, but, you know, I do have to, you know, talk to people, get opinions from agents, how to do it, when to do it, where to go with it and all that stuff. But um, it will be shot this spring for sure. Um, and a couple of venues and uh, are talking to me, and I'm interested, and they're interested, so it's going to go down. It's going down, and um, I won't be doing any New York big like headline shows in New York until my special. So I'm going to be traveling around, getting it right. The fuck is the dog doing? No, dude. He's got a toy that I don't know if he should have or not, but um, 
I gotta, I'm gonna have to nip this in the bud here. All right, yeah, he was just, he was just getting into something. I don't know if he should get. In. He's being good. Don't worry, Coach Mike. If Coach Mike is listening, it's just like, what? What the fuck? I'll come up there. Lloyd does not fucking like Coach Mike. All right. Watching a dog look at a dog trainer's face is one of the funniest things because the dog is just like, listen, motherfucker, I need you out of my house. Like, you you clearly fucked up a good thing, okay? I was running this shit, all right? I was running this shit. I was trying to eat fucking loaves of bread out of the thing. I was, you know, you know, chasing these cats around, doing what dogs do, and you came in and you put a whole stop to the shit. I just need you to never come back. You know, when I look at Lloyd, like, dreaming... <laughs> you know when a dog dreams and their back feet are going I just picture him running from Coach Mike Or like his dream is like he's actually running after Coach Mike And Coach Mike is scared of him Like in his dream But um I, Yeah it's just The funniest thing is A wild animal is like a baby Except when a baby gets into something They just sit there and there's kind of like a mess But there's no Like a dog just will fucking eat your couch You know like they're, it's a, they're, a dog is just <laughs> a dog is just like a giant fucking termite that <laughs> that's what a dog is. A dog is like a giant fucking termite that like that that can easily just rip through anything. They could rip through chairs, couches, rugs. Um, but anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, so my special will come out. We're gonna do it in um in the fall. I mean in the spring. Uh, probably uh, late March, early April, and I have all the details for you. But I'm not going to be doing some sp- uh, any kind of headlining things in New York, so we can get everybody out to this. But um, you know, I am uh, I'm excited about it because, and you know, I'm not. I don't want to talk about anybody else's special, but this one I'm going to make sure, man. This one's going to be like, you know, I think really special from top to bottom, and that's that's what I that's what I want to do. So I hope you guys, when I make the announcement and the date, you guys come out. You know, I'm trying to flirt with you about it a little bit. I'm trying to get you a little, you know, get you a little ready. Um, but no, there are some, so a lot of fun, man. Like some shows in the city are really, really cool. And um, I got to tell you, man, Dangerfields lately, Dangerfields is, um, shout out to David uh, Suarez, who, you know, I guess he's running Dangerfields on Monday and Tuesdays now, but it's 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 busy, and you guys heard the story about when I was there a couple months back, and I just had such an amazing time, and um, it's amazing to just go to that side of town and go into there and, and do stand-up now and, and have it be, like, um, revived, so to speak, you know, um, really awesome, uh, and also, I want to shout out to, oh yeah, man, I want to talk about these guys, I want to talk about the, um, Center City Comedy Podcast and the Philadelphia comedians that are up in New York, um, awesome, awesome dudes. Um, they do uh, go to, these guys. So th- these guys, it's um, it's uh, H comedians every week. Okay, so they have Foley, uh, H Foley. They have Derek Gaines, um, all great guys too, like all great guys. Okay, um, uh, Kevin Ryan. Um, and I'm gonna fuck this guy's name up, and Andrew, uh, sh- uh, what the fuck is the dog doing now? Do you hear this shit? What the fuck? I'm trying to plug my friend's good shit here, and, um, and my dog, Lloyd! Lloyd! Get up here and sit down! Fuck. 
Yeah, just relax. Sit down. So, um, yeah, so it's H. Foley, Derek Gaines, Kevin Ryan, and Andrew uh, Chavone. Okay? They they do an amazing podcast called the um, Center City Comedy Podcast. And it's just a raw... It's just raw, dude. And why I love these guys, and I really do, these guys are really good. They do an episode every um, Thursday on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Okay? So check it out. It's called... Center City Comedy Podcast. You could thank me later. But these guys are funny. They're raw. They're honest. They're from Philadelphia. And um, and I got to be honest, man. And I normally don't say this. I fucking love these guys, man. These guys are just like, they're doing it right. Um, they come from Philadelphia. Now they all live in New York City. But what they do is they run shows. You know, they run stand-up shows. And they do one at the Standing Room in Long Island City, and they do one at the Stand. Um, you know, they do like monthly shows. You could check all that stuff out. But um, you know, I went in there. I went in there um, on uh, was it was it uh, Saturday night? I did I did a show at the um, at the Standing Room. I believe it was Saturday, and they also. Um, you know, do one at the stand. So check these guys out. It's um, H. Foley, Derek Gaines, Kevin Ryan, and Andrew Chavone, and they do, and they are Center City Comedy Podcast. And why I love these guys is because they come from Philly and they create their own stage time. You know, they and they stick together. You know, think about it, and like all you know, and this is goes for all like younger comedians and comedians that ask me like, man, I want to come to New York. I've even talked some comedians to coming into New York. And like a couple times I felt bad because they were like, yeah, man, first year's rough. I can't get up. But then I'm thinking, no, man, like they, you got to figure it out. Like you do have to get here. Once you get funny and you like are done with your town because there's two gigs that everybody rotates, you got to fucking come to New York or L.A. and New York if you want to be a better stand-up. I've talked about that many times on the show. That's what it is. You know, you want to get famous and you don't care about the stand-up part or whatever, then go out to L.A., try to get a show, you know, do stand-up. as the, If you want to get really good at stand-up, you just fucking slug it out with the best stand-ups in the country in New York City. That's what I really believe that. I really stand by that statement. You know, there's great stand-ups everywhere, by the way. I'm not trying to sound like a New York snob because I've been everywhere. I mean, there's fucking great comics in Arizona. I went out to Arizona. There's fucking great comics out in Arizona. Comics that are coming, you know, um... Andy Steinberg, um, my buddy James Petrogallo. I went into the Tempe, Arizona, saw those guys, and I was like, these motherfuckers are funny. You know, check those guys out. Um, there, there's funny guys like San Antonio. Everywhere you go, Miami. All these places have such funny... LA, all these places have such funny people, but, you know, a lot of people come to New York because they heard it's the, the hardest yet the best to get in, which I probably agree with both. And they're like, but how do I get up? How do I get up? And what these center city comedy dudes are doing, okay, um, is they're creating their own stage time. And I always said that to people. Like, when I was coming up in New York, I was either only put up in black rooms, you know, or now seriously, I was doing urban rooms or like any room I could get up on. But me and my uh, friend, we would run a room. We would run a room. We'd run a monthly or we'd fucking, you know, we'd rent it out and say, hey, you know, whatever. Give us a, a certain percentage of the door. You could take the drinks in a certain percentage. And we'll get our friends and family here, even if it's once a month. Or even if you only do it once just to make money. Make this shit happen. Make an event. Get excited about it. Do it. That's what you need to do. And um, that's what these guys do. And they're hustlers and they're all fucking funny. 
They are all funny. They're all different. So please check out those dudes. And and uh, I, I wanted to make it a point to talk about them on the podcast. So uh, check those dudes out and follow them. Follow them on um, all the social media stuff too as well. It's H. Foley, Derek Gaines, Kevin Ryan, Andrew Chavon. Okay, um, they just they're, they're they're great dudes, and uh, I was happy to do their to do their show. Um, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, yeah, and then I did. Um, and then I did uh, Danger Fields, which holy shit, that was cool. And I went downstairs to the bathroom, and you just see all the Caddyshack pictures of Rodney, and Rodney's old office is down there, and the old bathroom that he used, and, you know, it's like a museum. It's so fucking cool. Um, so I'm happy and uh, grateful to be doing that as well. And you guys know, of course, The Stand. Uh, dude, I had such a good time. Last night at The Stand was awesome. Um, lineup at The Stand was crazy. Um, I, I think The Stand is... The Stand and New York Comedy Club, too, are becoming two of my favorite clubs just to work. What are you eating? What the fuck is this? Can you please, can you sit down? Um, my dog is literally looking at me like, dude, I don't care that you have a podcast. I really don't give a fuck that you have a podcast. All right. Your podcast, okay, means nothing to me. All right. I'm going to eat your daughter's scrunchies. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to eat what... I literally have to throw this guy like something frozen from the freezer sometimes just so like he could chill. But I got to be honest, he is being good so I don't want to be like too hard on him. And I can't put him outside in his runner because it's 23 degrees and he's from Aruba. My dog is from the island of Aruba. He like like ran around on rocks by the beach and like ran in shallow ocean water. And now he's like up in the country in the woods. It's 23 degrees. And he's just like, what the, what the fuck happened? Well, that's what you got to take, Lloyd. It's the good and the bad. They found him in a dumpster. They found him, him and his sibling were just left in a dumpster in Aruba. So I think he can deal with this shit. Um, there's not many unacceptables this week. Uh, there might be on, on, on um, some more on Twitter. But let me get to... There's only a couple here because... I guess with the long wait between shows, we stockpiled and did so many last week. So let me, I'm going to try to find, um, I'm going to try to find your guy, the those and then some Twitter ones, but I'll do my unacceptable right now. Uh, and this one got me really angry. All right. At first I was like, all right, maybe I'm not, I'm not being a dick here. I'm being cool. It was, I was driving last night and I was in the left lane and the hours that I come in and out of the city, it's not, you know, what's it called? It's not prime time. It's not peak. So I can, I can, you know, pretty much fly, you know? Um, I do. I, I, I don't beat the shit out of the car, but, you know, I got the Toyota because I, you know, I want to get something so dope right now. I really do, but I just can't. I can't. I got my Toyota with like 15,000 miles on it two years ago, and right now it's got like 70 something. I just put so many miles on a car that I can't kill the. I can't. I can't kill the value of it like that. But when I'm coming home and there's nobody on the road, I want to fucking fly home. That's what I want to do. I want to get. You know, I just want to get home. I want to get home. So last night I'm driving. I did like a 10:30 spot at the stand. You know, I met up with my buddy Alexis, uh, talked to him real quick. Alexis Guerrero's funny comic, great dude, um, hilarious, and uh, I love talking to that guy. We got into something that I'm going to talk about on the show today. 
Going to get a little political today, guys. A little bit. Not crazy, but a little bit. And not like taking sides, but shit that's annoying. All right? So, I'm driving in the left lane, and there's a white Volvo. Okay? Which automatically just kind of hints to like, this is going to be a shitty person. You know? There's some, I don't know what it is. The new Volvo is so beautiful. But there's something about a Volvo. There's just something. And I'm sorry if you got one. Because I like them. Like the new one is something I would consider getting. But then I just like, there's something douchey about a Volvo. You know, it, there's just something that's like, I don't know. Like Connecticut, but like kinetic. What, what did Mike DiStefano say? Rest his soul. Um, Connecticut which is hilarious, but there's something about, I could just say that word and you guys know what I mean. There's something about a Volvo that you just see it and you're like, ah, this person definitely, definitely belongs to a tennis club. You know, this person definitely has yelled at a waiter this week. You know, there, you, you know what I mean? Like you see Volvo and you're like, waiters hate this guy or woman. Something about it. And um, I'm in the left lane and I'm going probably 65 to 70, coming up on them. They slow me down because they're going 45. And I'm going, oh, fuck this. I'm not doing it. I mean, I'm not doing this. You're not going to go 45 in the left lane on a highway. I'm not, I can't allow this. You know, you got to get over. And. It was so ridiculous that I wasn't going to get over to the right and go past. Like, I needed to let this person know they had to get out of the fucking way. You ever do that shit when you're driving? It's like, look, I could I could easily go to the right and pass you and then cut you off. But then you're going to keep doing this to the people behind me. You're going to keep causing the left lane to be clogged up and slow like this. It's ridiculous, okay? Everybody's trying to get home. Now, I'm not speeding. I'm not driving recklessly. Nothing like that. I'm in the fast lane going faster. So I flash twice. And they stay. And now the blood starts to boil. Now I'm like, fuck this person. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And they think I'm going to go around. Now I'm pissed. They're going 40 miles an hour now. And I'm losing my shit. Okay, I got to get home. I got to get sleep. I got to be up with my kids. I got shit to do today. You know, I, I can't I can't wait for this. So finally I go. I flash him again. And they stay a while. And now I'm like, fuck this. Now I have a decision. Um, am I going to just play this game? You ever played a game with the person? You ride it out slow. And then I'm like, what are you doing, dick? You got kids. You can't be fighting at 1 o'clock in the morning on the road. And I'm getting enraged. And it's absolutely unacceptable that this asshole in this white Volvo is just not getting over. Not getting over. Not cooperating. 40 miles an hour in the fast lane. It's pissing me off. Absolutely unacceptable. They waited, they waited, they waited. And right when I started to get nuts, they finally put their blinker on and went over. Now, this might even be the most unacceptable part. I think when I went by, I'm not, I could be wrong here. I definitely could be wrong because this is just like a glimpse. Like if I was in a police station talking to a detective, I couldn't give a definitive, like, did you get a good look at the person? Ah, kind of, but not really. I think it might have been a woman and I think she might have actually been texting or like concentrating on her phone. Okay, because when I went by, it just looked like somebody that was like looked down real quick and it might have been a woman. And it fucking annoyed the shit out of me. Not that it's a woman, whatever. Just that I think it was a woman 
in reality. I think it was, but the texting or the looking down. So now I'm saying to myself, this is unacceptable on two levels here. Number one, you are in the left lane on a highway in New York, leaving New York City, okay? So you have to be aware there are cars flying, all right, which is another thing that's bullshit because I see these guys racing, and one time me and this guy almost collided. He was doing like fucking 90, and it would have been really bad, and then his friend behind him. You ever see that where two guys are following each other, flying like assholes? Those are the drunk assholes that could get somebody killed. Um, so this person in the left lane was either unacceptable because they were going 40 miles an hour or 45 miles an hour in the fast lane, got flashed and didn't move over, or... They didn't even see or recognize that I was flashing them in that close to behind them because they were concentrating on their phone so much until they said, oh, shit, wait, I better get over. Either way, unacceptable, absolutely enraging. My wife always says she wishes people could drive with paintball guns. And whenever somebody fucks up, you get to, whenever you stop or get slow, you get to light them up with a paintball gun just so they know they suck. And I totally felt that last night. It was the worst. So that's my unacceptable. If you're in the left lane, somebody's coming up, just get over. They're in a rush. They need somewhere to be. They, they, they have somewhere to be, and you obviously are fucking doing a Sunday drive in the middle of the week at night going 40 miles an hour in the left lane. Get the fuck over and move, you and your white Volvo. You know, I would have been a little more understanding if this guy had a piece of shit Japanese car. He was like, I don't even think this thing can go 50. Maybe I'll just get over. No, this was a nice new white Volvo and the person in the car absolutely sucked. Absolutely unacceptable. Um, Let's go to your guys' unacceptables and see what you guys have for me today. Um, All right, here we go. Well, there's not many, but this one's kind of long. Uh, co-worker over an hour late, no apology. This is from Alejandro uh, Barba. Okay. Hi, Paul. Been listening to the podcast since I listened to that podcast, oh, Billy Boozbag, that you were on uh, when you were talking about uh, faking being overly emotional to fuck with people on the road. Fucking hilarious. Anyway, this is my first unacceptable, so I hope it's a good one. Nice. I like that. We don't have many. Yet, um, we got a, a nice longer one from somebody uh, that is new. And it's not even that long, so relax, people. All right, here we go. I work at a 24-hour convenience store, and we recently got a bunch of new people from a store that got franchised out. My store is corporate. On the very first week of the new people at our store, there is a new chick who is supposed to um, relieve, <laughs> relieve me after my eight-hour shift. That sounds really funny, uh, you know, like, and of course your mind goes into the sexual gutter, right? Why does your mind, why do our minds as human beings go there? Listen to this sentence, okay? Um, on our very first week of the new people at our store, there is a new chick who is supposed to relieve me after my eight hour shift. And the first thing I thought about was, oh, this guy's going to get blown or jerked off after his work shift. I mean, that's a fair, that's kind of a fair... <laughs> You know, that's a fair little trade-off. Listen, we got listen, here's what's going to happen, okay? We got new workers coming in. We're sorry. They got franchised out, but don't worry, Alejandro. Here's what's going to happen. She's going to blow you or jerk you off after your 8-hour shift. So you're going to get relieved and then and then you can go home. And that's not a normal way of thinking. I'm sorry, Alejandro. I know this is your first time writing in and the last thing you were expecting was me to say that. 
So, okay. So you got franchised out, new people come in on the first week of new people. The new chick is supposed to relieve me after my eight-hour shift. Uh, I should note that the last hour of my shift is spent alone, meaning that I cannot leave until the person who is scheduled to work the next shift shows up. So the very first day she is scheduled to work, uh, she is 20 minutes late. Okay, no big deal. I've dealt with worse, and she may have gotten lost since she's never been in my store before. Uh, I don't say anything, and I leave. The next day, I end up staying over 45 minutes later than I was scheduled. When she finally gets there, she ends up taking uh, 10 minutes to read the schedule while I wait at the counter, still ringing up customers like a dickhead. When she finally comes to the counter, I ask uh, why she is late. She then acts like I offended her and says she has a sleep disorder that makes her a heavy sleeper and that sometimes she sleeps through her alarm. Get the fuck out of here. She said I was, um, I was still being paid for the time I was at work and uh, not once did she ever make even the slightest apology for being late. And yes, I was paid for that time. But keep in mind, I get paid next to minimum wage, and she is an assistant manager who gets paid $2 more an hour than me. Uh, did she not think that after nine hours in a, minimum wage, in a minimum wage job that I would not be itching to go home? If you're a heavy sleeper, set 20, uh, set 20 alarms uh, if you have to, you fucking dope. Oh, I totally agree. This is getting me angry. I angrily go home, and the next day I tell my boss that this new chick was late twice. I couldn't believe my ears when I heard him say that, yeah, sometimes she's going to be late because uh, she has a sleep disorder. I then ask why she is scheduled to be my relief, knowing that she's often late. He half-assed tells me that he wasn't thinking and that he'll change the schedule for the next week. That same night, this bitch was an hour and a half late. Thankfully, another coworker came in before that, and I might have, uh, uh, or I might have cursed this bitch out. The worst part about this, Paul, is I had, uh, it, the worst part about this, Paul, is had this been me or one um, of my other coworkers, we would have been written up and would have to sit down with our boss. Managers playing favorites and coworkers being unapologetic for being an hour late. Fucking unacceptable. Thanks for reading, Paul. I uh, still have yet to make it to both your show, but uh, hopefully um, that will happen soon if you guys come to Central Florida. Uh, okay. Also, are you going to be on Bill's podcast anytime soon? Or vice versa? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be plugging. Uh, I'm going to be plugging some stuff, and when I'm out in California, I might be on Burr's podcast again. Um, you just shooting the shit is one of the best things I've ever heard. Keep up hilarious entertainment and thanks for the great podcast. Well, thank you, Alejandro. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate the submission and, uh, what a great one for your first time writing to the show, which I really appreciate. Um, thank you for the support. Of course, I think that, uh, the sleep disorder thing is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever met. I mean, I've ever seen. I've ever, that, that's the most, that's, I've never seen anything like that. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of, you know? And it sounds like to me that the manager got a text from her before, you know? 
So here's what I think happened. I think after you said something, I think she texted the boss and said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be late sometimes. I have a sleep disorder if that's a problem, blah, blah, blah. Using her assistant manager thing as power. I think it's absolute fucking horseshit. So what does that tell you? Here's what that tells you, okay? I have a sleep disorder, yet I'll be within an hour. So then set your alarm a fucking hour back, you fucking liar. Stop abusing your power and stop taking it out on people. Oh, yeah, I'll let the minimum wage people stay a little longer. I'll come in when I want. I could just hear her telling her friends, yeah, I got to be there now, but we could go eat. I could be a little late. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit, dude. And if I was you, here's what I would do. I would say to the boss, I would go, look, I work for minimum wage, motherfucker. You understand me? I work for minimum wage for this fucking piece of shit store. Do you understand me? So you know what that means? Look them right in the face and go, do you know what that means? That means I could get another minimum wage job anywhere, okay, where somebody doesn't fucking treat me like that. So here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to, dude, I'm I'm not even joking, dude. I'm so fired up about this. This is fucking ridiculous, man. This is ridiculous. I hope your boss, tell your boss to listen to my fucking podcast. Seriously, tell your boss to listen to my fucking podcast. And if he fires you that day, I'll pay you whatever the fuck you were going to make that day. That eight-hour shift or whatever the fuck it is. If he fires you that day. Fuck that guy. I'm serious. Go, hey, go, hey man, listen, I got to talk to you. And, and you know what? Quite frankly, it's not going to be a good conversation. And, and just go, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, fuck you and your whoa, whoa, why are you so mad? You want to know why I'm so mad? Because you are enabling this cunt. You're enabling this fucking liar, okay, to come in because she's got a sleep disorder. Yeah, well, I got a fucking being respected disorder. That's my fucking disorder. You know what that means? That means I'm going to shit on people when they disrespect me, even if it means I'm going to lose this bullshit, shitty fucking minimum wage job, you asshole. That's what I would say. I say, here's what's, Alejandro, I'm dead serious. Do this. Do this because this, this is what, this is what we need. We need this shit. People need to do this more. Go up to your manager calmly and go, look, um, this keeps happening and her sleep disorder is affecting my life. You understand me? Her sleep disorder is affecting what I do in my personal life. It's affecting my relationship. It's making me as late as she is now. Because when I tell somebody in my personal life, hey, I get off at four o'clock, okay? And then this bitch doesn't come in till five o'clock, then it makes my personal life. So here's what's gonna happen. I'm either gonna get another shitty minimum wage job or you're gonna tell this bitch to be on time because I'm not gonna be the asshole sitting here anymore. That's what the fuck you tell him, dude. That's, it's actually... It's so crazy and ridiculous that you have to deal with this, making the money that you're making. It's, it's, it's really unfair, you know? Well, she's got a sleep disorder, but... Okay, so let me guess. Her sleep disorder is only a, a matter of 20 to an hour? That's it? So her sleep disorder has a time frame. Is that what you're telling me? It, it actually makes no sense, and it's such a lying, insulting thing that the people that are telling you, they're so dumb that they think that you're going to believe something like this. Please, dude, for the love of God, do this. Say to him calmly, at least one time, write me back. Write me back. I want to know. I'm sure the people listening to my show want to know. I have never been this upset. I don't know why I'm this upset about it. I don't know why, but I'm just, because it's such a lie and the money that you're making is upsetting me. With the money that you're making and the fact that it's a minimum wage job or whatever and they're treating you like that, you should be able to clock out when you want, when it's time for you to go home and not wait for somebody to come strolling in, taking 10 minutes to look at the fucking chart or whatever. 
please go up to the guy and you could start off calmly and go, this can't happen anymore. I'm not working here and see what he says. And then if he's like, well, what? be like, yeah, because I could get another minimum wage job. You asshole. Fucking unacceptable. That's a great one. That's a great one. First time, nailed it. Got me really upset. Yeah, I got a sleep disorder, so like I'm basically going to come in anytime I want, you know, and you're just going to stay there and deal with it. Fuck you. Somebody needs to hire this guy. Write me where you are. Where, what, you're in Florida? Yeah, you're in Central Florida. Can somebody in Central Florida fucking look this guy up and give him a job? Alejandro Barba at Alejandro4 at gmail. I hope I can give you the email out. You know what? Write me if it's okay to get the email out. Somebody fucking, somebody get this guy a job making more than tw- minimum wage so we as the Verzi Effect listeners and me doing the show can all have the pleasure and satisfaction to get a letter from him saying I told him to go fuck off and you know what? Somebody else gave me a job. I'm making more money than that woman was making and I'm happier. Can there be justice in the world, please? Can we, pl- there needs to be justice in the world. Oh, and I'm about to go in on some politics shit right now, guys. So, hold on. I got one more. Uh, all right. So, this one is from Justin Bird. And this is uh, Thanksgiving Unacceptable. Hey, Verzi. I keep forgetting to submit this one. My friend got his Thanksgiving family dinner pre-cooked from Bob Evans. Oh, that's fucking hilarious and unacceptable. Thank you. So, we went with a really long one. Thank you for the submission, Justin. That's hilarious. We went from a really long one to uh, to a really quick one, and both are so ridiculous. But um, yeah, so here's what I want. Here's what I want to have happen with this. I want, um, and I know. I mean, I don't know what area, and I know Central Florida is so big, so I don't know what area you're in. But here's what I want to do. If you're in that area and you have, uh, you're hiring. And you could do better than fucking minimum wage for this guy. Hit me up. And you hit me up. And you tell me if this is okay. I don't want to fucking get, you know, I'm not trying to get you fired here. So before I go crazy, but let's let's try to get the, let's try to do the right thing. So you don't have to deal with Mr. Sleep Disorder anymore. Okay. Um, that's so ridiculous. Am I nuts for being that crazy about it? Or am I right? Like, how can this just keep happening to this guy? That's all. That's all I'm thinking. Um, let's see what else. Uh, so that's pretty much it for the for the write-ins. And um, let's see if there's any. I know there's going to be other ones, but I got a lot of uh, tweets because of um, tonight. Uh, tonight I will be on True TV. Uh, Comedy Knockout on True TV. Had so much fun. Uh, with Gina and Josh, the other two contestants, and um, we just had a lot of fun with the show. The show just—it's—it's it's just comedians talking shit, goofing around, having a lot of fun. So check that out. It's on eleven o'clock tonight, and that's why I got all these tweets uh, where I can't really get the—you uh, know—get all the the unacceptables. Uh, here's one: uh, Gary L at Gary three three three, and it says. Oh, yeah, no, we already did that one. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it for the Unacceptables. We're going to get into this um, 
we're going to get into something that me and Alexis were talking about last night that I think you guys will find really interesting, okay? So uh, last night, I did a show at The Stand, and I met up with uh, my buddy uh, Alexis Guerreros, and uh, Alexis is a funny comic, and his family is from Cuba. He's Cuban, and um, he was really upset uh, the week that Fidel Castro died, uh, not because of Fidel Castro dying, but because of the positive comments about Fidel Castro and talking about how Fidel Castro helped with, um, you know, racism and apartheid and all that stuff and, you know, Nelson Mandela liking him and, you know, because he helped out with that. And uh, what Alexis was doing was Alexis was saying, like, do you guys understand what this guy did? And there was a lot of people on Facebook and they were going like, you know, say what you want about Castro, but he did this and he helped this and he helped with racism. And it's like, this guy had fucking people murdered on firing squads. This guy killed poets if a poet talked about the government in the poem or if he thought, if he thought they were kind of like anti-government in a poem. He had them killed, okay? And what I, and I'm like, so I put something on Facebook and I said, listen, before you praise Fidel Castro or anything, talk to people from Cuba, you know? They forced my friend Alexis's mom to go work in a factory or, you know, all kinds of just awful stuff. You know, nobody was free. You couldn't have businesses. Like, it was, it's actually ridiculous. It's a dictatorship of somebody who killed people. Okay? And then we were talking, and this is the best part about this, because uh, I'm an independent, and you guys know it's very well said on my podcast multiple times that I... Um, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, and I did, didn't did uh, vote for Hillary Clinton, um, but the absolute, and this is like the best part about, for me, this is like the best part about being like a centrist and being, trying to, trying to be unbiased, you know, I definitely, you know, have definitely some conservative views, you know, um, and I definitely have some, so, and I definitely agree with some, some liberal views on certain things. You know, I could see both sides of this, but, um, you know, th this is the crazy thing and, and this is the, and, and kind of like what the media does, which is ridiculous and, and which, what some people talk about when they get upset about something and then they don't get upset about something that's 20 times worse. Okay. So like Alexis uh, voted for Hillary Clinton, and he's more um, liberal. Uh, me, I didn't vote for either. But we were talking last night, and something came up, which I found really interesting, and I think you guys will find it interesting too. The same people that were on Facebook, and this is true, I see it. I've, 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 I actually specifically have certain things that were said uh, in my mind on Facebook. But some people that were saying, oh, you just don't understand, Castro was good, he did help, and he did do this, and he did do that. Okay, those are the same people that are like, how could America elect Donald Trump? I saw people like this is not oh that's an opinion. No, this is a fact. I saw people that said Fidel Castro did good stuff. I know people won't always understand this, but he did good stuff because you know my people were had a lot of races against him and he helped with that. Okay, these are the same people that are talking about Donald Trump because he talked about grabbing a pussy. Because he, you know, said some, you know, he said some things that were unfavorable to certain groups. He said some bigoted things in, in speeches and all that stuff. Okay. Never killed somebody. Never killed somebody. No, no, nothing like that. 
but just said some things to get people riled up, you know, to win an election, which he ultimately did. So maybe he did have a plan and he knew what he was doing. Maybe he didn't do it in the best of ways. Maybe he didn't do it in the, in the smartest of ways, but for him it was because he won. Now, those same people are not condemning a man that had multiple, multiple, many, many groups of people killed. Many, many people executed, okay? And his brother, who's in charge now, I guess, I guess, I don't know, like he was, like, I guess they called him something, like the executioner or something like that. I don't know if that's true. And I, Lord knows what that means. But he had poets killed. So where are those people? So are we going to put up pussy grabbing next to, next to that? Next to firing squads? Next to going to people's houses and going, look, man, we're gonna be having, a, we're gonna be marching through the streets, and we need you cheering. And if you're not cheering, people get killed if they're not cheering. You know, so that's just Lloyd in his toy box, which is a good thing. That means he's learning. He's grabbing his toys. Dude, can you do it quieter? I'm doing a show over here, Lloyd. Grab the toy already. It's like my wife trying to order a meal. Just grab the. There you go. Um. Yeah, and I just, I, and so we were talking and we were getting riled up and I'm going, wait a minute. So these people were saying, oh, Fidel Castro, he helped with apartheid and he did all this stuff. Yeah, he had firing squads. He had people, he had people dragged and killed, killed. And these are the same people going, how could America elect this guy? T- tell me that's not the craziest thing you've ever heard. That's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. I'm going to tell you, shit like that, shit like that almost makes me glad the guy won. Shit like that. Even with the inexperience, because that's why, you know, you can't vote for somebody with inexperience. You guys know, I don't need to go through it again why I didn't vote for the guy. But, like, come on, man. Be fair, at least. It's Fidel Castro, dude. He's a dictator. And when you start realizing things like, Lloyd, I swear to God, Lloyd. Are you just trying to, what the, are you, what are you doing? Stop, go play, there's your toys right over there. Go play with it. Um... This is just, I should just say, Paul talks and gets interrupted by his dog for episode 285. I got the wind whistling outside, going nuts. I got my dog eating every toy as loud as possible. And I'm sitting here screaming about Fidel Castro. My son's in the other room. This podcast is all over the place right now, but you guys know what I'm saying. I cannot stand that journalism is dead. I love what Denzel Washington said. Did you see what Denzel Washington said? Denzel Washington was like, yeah, it's news is fake now. It's Now it's a matter of who gets it first. Not if it's real. Not if it's factual. Not if it's correct. Not if it's right. No, just who can get it first. Oh, well, we can't have the Washington Post get it first, so the New York Times got to get it first. Or we can't have, you know, we can't have this. You know, it's just, it's so ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous to me. You know, and... um Lloyd, I don't know what you want me to do. I mean, what? now you're barking. Now he's barking, everybody. Yep. Are you serious? I guess he's serious. Oh, my God. I got to give him a I got to give him something to eat. All right. I hopefully, hopefully that holds him off. If not, he's going to be... Uh, if not, he'll be barking again in a second. <coughs> Excuse me. So... Yeah, and that, that's what we were talking about last night. And it's just like, it's just amazing to me where people's priorities are. And it just goes to show you that, then I guess you do, I guess you do just vote for when it helps you, right?
You do. That's what people do. Well, you can't vote selfishly. You can't vote financially. No. Okay, no, you can't. But good good on Castro for helping your people, but forget the fact that he murdered people. Let's talk about the pussy grabber. Uh, yeah, I just, whatever. I just hope there's somebody to vote for next year. That's all I'm, I'm looking at. But that really upset me. And I want you to think about that. Because that's like, that's crazy. I just don't understand, like, why we got media crying. We have media that cries now. Our media cries. You know how irresponsible it is to make people scared? To make the masses scared? Alexis made a good point last night. The only time, was it Walter Cronkite? The only time that guy ever showed any emotion or took his glasses off ever, ever on what he was reporting was when John F. Kennedy got his fucking head blown off. He took his glasses off and he wiped his eyes. That's the only time, no matter what. Because that's what real journalism is. Okay? It's not these fucking people with their bottom lips quivering. Because they can't, it's, it's just like, what? Well, people are scared. Yeah, they are scared. And you know what? They're really scared when they turn on a fucking news channel and the, and the anchors are crying. What's going to happen when this shit really hits the fan? You guys going to be shitting yourself on national television? It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, that, and it just goes, it goes to show you, like, I'm glad Denzel Washington said what he said. Because it goes to show that, like, they could just make anything up. You don't know what's real. They don't report stuff. You know, my, my buddy Dave Smith made a good point. He goes, Donald Trump just said that we pay way too much money for military and we need to cut some stuff, this and that. And he goes, where's all the people against him or the liberal people that, that are talking? And no one's talking about that. And it's like, I think that that's a good thing to, to do, to talk about. You know, I think anything positive, even when people don't like the president, man, because I don't like seeing people scared. I don't like seeing friends of mine and family scared. I don't like seeing like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, it's like, what? Nothing. I'm going to make the best of it and go through it for four years. I can't take this shit. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Because it just makes me think, do you imagine, think about this, people. What would happen if like you found, if aliens started landing? You know, I was under the assumption that we would be fine and we would be smart and we would be able to deal with it. I don't know anymore. I honestly don't know anymore. I think maybe the government got this one right and there would be mass hysteria. People would be freaking the... Think about what people freak out and riot about now. I mean, we got we got people... We got people that like riot at like Walmart for a sale. What do you think would happen if if aliens landed here? You know, that's a bigger deal than getting like a 70-inch Samsung for $400 less. If you found out like, yeah, there's UFOs all over the place and we don't know if we're going to be invaded. Dude, people would lose their shit. And then I could understand if people start getting scared. What would the headline be in the newspaper the next day? Just if there was a UFO hovering over New York City. What would the headlines... People would be... Oh, my God. Uh, I would actually... I'm not going to lie to you. I'd be shitting. If there was like a UFO just hovering over the city, I'd be like, wow, that's scary shit. Like, I am not leaving my area, my house. All right, let's talk about sports, everybody. All right. Let's talk about the New York football giants 
having an absolutely huge, huge victory over the Cowboys. Uh, Giannis came up. My buddy Giannis came up to the house to watch the game. Uh, my son Lucas, we had um, we actually kind of had company all weekend, but uh, family stuff and and uh, it was my uh, mother's in laws. It was my mother in law's birthday weekend, so there were you know the dinners and and all kinds of stuff. And um, that night we all you know I let my son stay up. My wife was like, you know, I got I gotta let him stay up for this because you know we we. You know the deal, how close we are to the playoffs, and our rival Cowboys. The Cowboys came in eleven and one, and that one loss was to us. And then we did it again. I heard the funniest thing at Dangerfields the other night. This comment goes, "Yeah, the Cowboys are. They're saying the Cowboys are eleven and Giants, which is so great. Uh, the Cowboys have only lost two games out of thirteen, and both come to from the Giants." Which means we're still in the division thing, but the defense, you know, the defense, it's ironic because the offense was what I thought was going to do it. Remember at the beginning of the year, I said, this team is going to go, I believe I even predicted the record. I think I said that they were going to be 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. I believe I said something like that. I'll go back and look, but I said, I think it's a playoff team and I think Eli's got one more run in them. I'm sure you guys heard that and know that I said that. And now it looks like it's coming to fruition. It looks like we're going to, at a minimum, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything. We'd have to have a collapse, and if we did, we do. But um, I don't think so with the way the defense is playing. Um, I think we're going to make a wild card at a minimum. But I have never seen a secondary play like that. I'm not talking about interceptions and turnovers. I'm not talking about that. I know that teams have gotten, you know, tons of turnovers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I've never seen a quarterback have four or five seconds in the pocket and still be looking around and still can't get anybody because that's how locked down they are. That's what I mean. So people going, oh, Verzi needs to settle down. It's just, no, no, no. When is the last time you saw a quarterback with time, which is, oh, dude, did I just touch your dick? Lloyd, man, what the fuck? Dude, I just went to touch my... I just went to touch my dog's belly, and I don't know if my hand just grazed his dick, but it was hair, so I don't know if it was his dick. Come on, man. Uh, I'm sorry. That's the weirdest segue ever. I'm sitting here talking about the Giants defense. I'm like, did I just touch my dog's dick? Um, (laughs) Um, No, I've never seen a secondary play like that. Janaris Jenkins. You know, uh, fucking Brandon, I mean, Landon Collins is unbelievable. Rodgers Camardi, underrated. Eli Apple's getting better. I mean, our defensive backs had them locked. We made one mistake and gave up seven points. After that, it was locked down. They had nowhere to go for a whole football game. I couldn't believe it. Every time they had third down, I'm like, they're eventually going to get one. They're eventually going to get one. And we just locked them down. And that showed me that if our offense can start clicking, the Giants are going to be dangerous in the playoffs. And it looks like if we can continue to win, we will either have a shot at the division, but we could at least host maybe host the wild card game, which means we'll get our first playoff game at our place, which I love our chances. Um, But, I mean, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. We're going to the game this week. And uh, it's fun, man. It's fun being a Giants fan. I'm not going to lie. 
It's fun. You know, Eli Manning has not missed a start since 2004. Uh, we have this amazing receiver. Our defensive backs are great. Our offensive line could be a little better, and our running game could be better. You know, and I know that those are big parts, but when your defense plays like this, man, I, I'm happy. I'll take 9-4. and four. We're 9-4 and four with three games left. I think we're going to make the playoffs. And Cowboy fans, well, yeah, well, you know, it was the first week. You guys beat us week one. Then we won 11 straight. We'll see what happens next time. We'll see what happens next time. Dak Prescott, I'm a different player now. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we saw what happened. We saw what happened. You were running all over the field, running for your life all over the field like a chicken with his head cut off. That's what happened. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, I did not see any movies. Did I see any movies? No. I didn't. Wait. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. I took my kids to see that Moana movie, which is getting amazing reviews, which uh, got like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which both of my kids liked. Uh, and I could barely stand the, I could barely stand the movie. I thought it was, I'm getting tired of these movies and I'm sorry. I know people are like disagree. I thought it was great. I, th- I don't like when they break out into song like a musical. I really don't because now what they're doing, if you see what they're doing is it's all for money. They're making these things that you could turn into musicals. There is absolutely no way uh, Moana is not going to be a musical on Broadway because that's the way they made the movie. Everything was a song. Everything was just like, you know, just breaking out into song and colors and stuff. It was okay. My son liked it. Did you like uh Yeah, my son liked it. My daughter said she liked it. Meanwhile, 15 minutes into it, she just goes, when's it going to be over? Then 10 minutes later, when's it going to be over? I think three times during the movie, she asked when it's going to be over. And then when it was over, I said, did you like it? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, how come you asked me if it was going to be over? And she was like, well, I just, it was taking long. So... Uh, no, I mean, I liked Trolls way better. You know, Trolls broke out into a couple of songs, but it was like, I don't know, it was, it was, it wasn't the whole thing. This was visually nice. This was visually nice and it was good on the big screen and it it, it was like, it was cool that way. And it wasn't awful. Like I, it wasn't awful, but I just was like, eh, you know, for me, I liked, um, which ones did I like this year for the kids the most? I liked, I liked Zootopia. I liked Trolls. I liked Big Friendly Giant. I thought was good, right? Um, I don't know. Didn't love Secret Life of Pets. And uh, you like that one? Yeah, everything I don't like, my son liked. No. Oh, he didn't like BFG. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I did not. Oh, you didn't? All right. No, it was a bad movie. You thought it was a bad movie? Yeah. Why? Because I just, I don't know why. I just didn't like it. All right. Are the Giants going to win on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Who's your favorite player? Adele. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because everybody knows he had the one-handed catch. I mean, who can't know that? <laughs> All right. That's true. So you like him for the one-handed catch? All right. He's uh, a really good player. And you like Moana? Yeah. What would you like about Moana? I don't know. Was it boring at all? No. No? No. All right. Well, there you have it. A seven-year-old liked it, and his dad didn't. So what could you say? I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I would give it... 
I mean, visually, I would take the kids to the movie, so it's like I feel bad telling you guys go pay for it. But visually, it's awesome. I just, you know, the story was like, ah, eh, whatever. You kind of, kind of knew what's gonna happen. Maybe I'll see it again and like it. I don't know. I just didn't love it. Um, as far as plugs, guys, tonight, True TV, eleven o'clock. I will be on True TV, eleven o'clock East Coast time tonight, ten o'clock Central, uh, eight p.m. on the West Coast. Um, also. I will be in New York City all week, uh, all month actually. I'll be in New York City all month on New Year's Eve. I will be at the uh, Schubert Theater in New Haven, Connecticut. Let me make sure I'm saying that right. I think it is. I think it is. Let me just make sure that I got this right because it is. Uh, it's at a. Let me see here. The Schubert Theater is that what it is? Schubert Theater, New Haven. Yes. Uh, I will be this week, I'm sorry, next, what is it, next Saturday? Anyway, New Year's Eve, December 31st, I will be at the Schubert Theater. Um, They're doing, what are they doing? They're doing Elf and then uh, First Night of Funny. Yes, it's called The First Night of Funny. It's at the Schubert Theater in New Haven, Connecticut. It is me, Ross Bennett, Sean Donnelly, and Eric McMahon. Great lineup. It's going to be a great night of comedy. The show starts at um, 8 o'clock. So it's an 8 o'clock show, and uh, and then I'm going to try to be home for uh, for the ball to drop. Other than that, I'll be in New York City. Got some dates coming in February. Like I said, I'm going to be in Atlanta. I'm going to be, I mean, in, in March I'll be in Atlanta. February I'll be at the Comedy Connection, and I'll also let you guys know about my special. So there you have it, everybody. Um... I appreciate you guys listening. This has been episode 285 of the Verzi Effect. I hope everybody has a great, happy, healthy week during Christmas shopping. And um, until the next one, I will uh, talk to you guys soon. Take care.